German bricks. I'm a Yugoslavian dealer. You know where that's from? Nah, what's that from? Uh, that's Young Dro, man. From the In My Mind, the prequel mixtape when they rapped on Trapper Die. That sounds like something that he would say. Yeah, Young Dro killed that verse. I, was I miss you, bro. Last week, man. Chopper suit convos. What it do? Yeah. You already know what it is. Chopper suit convos. We keep the chopper suits, man. Big suits, big clothes, big, big fabrics, big fabrics, big pockets. Yeah, man. Kings big of comedy. Suits. Kings of comedy NBA draft. Yeah, but now you know King of Comedy got slapped up, man. Chris Rock might as well get it out the way first. He got slapped up. It's funny because he wasn't a king of comedy, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, he he's a comedy king. We know that. For sure. But he, hey, now he's going to be known as Slap Boy. But we'll get into that in a few minutes because it's like that uh, situation has absorbed all of the news and social media. It's kind of geeked, but it lets you know how dry this weekend kind of was that this could take, well, not even that it was dry, just this news or this situation was so big. We'll get into that real quick because I, I have to just get it out the way. But what's up with you, Jamal? How you living? Nothing much, man. Just had my B-Day, man. You know what I'm saying? 31 years old, Cam Chancellor year. <laughs> Rachel um, Miller. You know what I mean? I had a pretty good weekend. Um, ended up DJing this event. Um, it was for a rapper named G. Salih. That's G-S-A-L-I-H. He's a very, very dope rapper from Northern Virginia who's been doing his thing for the last few years. And it was also uh, for an artist named Naji, Palestinian dude. Um, Naji Arts is his name on Instagram. Very, very dope artist. It was, a, it was a cool event, you know what I'm saying? I was at a store called Just, J-U-S, Just Fourth Quarter in Arlington, Virginia. It's like a boutique store. They sell, you know, all the... All the hype beast stuff, no disrespect to them. They got nothing but dope clothes, but I'm just saying hype beast because they got Yeezys and you know what I mean, all that so stuff. They got nothing baggy for me. Yeah, they got some baggy stuff for you. And they got the little um fisherman hats that people like to wear too, all that hipstery stuff. I invented that 10 plus years ago, but go ahead. You didn't invent that. I did. It died for a long time. EPMD represented in the 80s. And then that joint died for a long time. Then I brought it back. Then Schoolboy Q stole my swag. Oh, not those kind of fisherman hats. The beanie fisherman hats. Oh, never mind. Fake you know what I'm talking about? The yeah, short beanies? Koofies? Yeah. The that. rolled up joints. Yeah, I don't want the fake koofy. But yeah, it was a very, it's a very dope store, though. Shout out to them. If you're ever in Arlington, um, you know what I mean? Check them out. But um, the event was dope. You know what I'm saying? I played a lot of artsy, cool stuff swaggy stuff you know what i'm saying um and it was a real fun event because uh naji the artist he was like doing a live painting at the event but he wanted everybody who was at the event to add like their own flavor and then he would come and like fix it up and like continue to like grow the painting and turn it into something totally new so it was a real fun way to um bring in my birthday because i was done by like 11 30 and then my birthday was at 12 so you know what i'm saying i hit the city Ate at um St. X is a, it's a Jamaican spot in DC. It's also like a hangout spot, but they have like some of the best Jamaican in DC. That was pretty dope. And then Sunday, my birthday, um, got a full body massage. You know what I'm saying? Um, I went no to Deshaun the, Watson style, right? Um, oh, I can see what like what he like. <laughs> I can see why what was happening with him was happening. 
whoa, you see why he was trying to find whatever young in a massage him? No, I could see why uh, blood was rushing to a certain area of his body. That happens when you get massages, yeah. especially when they get when they be on your inner thigh and stuff. They do that. Yeah. And I don't know. I just felt like the the girl that was massaging me was doing certain stuff on purpose. Whoa. She wasn't she was enjoying certain areas a little longer <laughs> than I thought she would. But um, did you request for that? I mean, I wasn't tripping on it. OK. But I uh, got a full body massage. That was dope. Never had that before. Then I went to Cafe 44. It's a uh, nice brunch spot on the Potomac River in Old Town, D.C. Um, it's right across from the National Harbor and like the Woodrow Wilson Bridge. That was dope. Had some champagne, some some OK grits. The grits was banging, but, you know, it's not like grits how we make it. But some nice bacon and all that. And then, uh, um, you know what I'm saying? I, I was gifted some Balenciaga shades that oh, I love. Lord. And then um Axel then Foley I went back. Huh? Is it Axel Foley style? Nah, it's kind of like the Matrix style. Oh, okay, okay. I feel like I'm in the Matrix when I wear them. Antonio Brown swag. I dig it. And then after that, I just went bowling, played pool, um, played some air hockey and shot some hoops in this arcade spot. You know what I'm saying? And um there's a lot of bricks in there, wasn't it? I'm not gonna lie, man. This is the craziest thing. I don't even want to admit it. But um, I went, you know, a, a nice lady uh, took me, um, you know, what I mean, she hooked it up for my birthday, got me a massage, took me out to eat, took me to the little arcade spot. And um, like on the basketball joint, I'm like, I'm hitting jumpers, bro. I'm at the end of the joint. It say like 42 points. Right. And I look over to the left at her score. Her joint was like at 58. Oh, my God. You are Tony Allen. <laughs> Like, I'm not going to lie, she she didn't smoke me once. She smoked me like four times. Oh, my God. She was really letting that thing go. I couldn't believe it. And then she beat me in air hockey like four times. Oh, my God. Your hand-eye coordination is mixed. Nah, she was cheating. She kept hitting it off the off the wall and shit. Like, not they cheating. Like, you can use that. But she wasn't really, like, intentionally doing it. I don't know what was going oh, on. Oh, you think it was an accident? Why she, but you said it happened four straight times you got flu playing. And but I'm not gonna lie, I smoked her in bowling. She couldn't even touch me in bowling. Smoked her boots. Okay. I had to reestablish some kind of dominance. And then in the shooting game, she couldn't fuck with me either. um, That's good. All right. So that's not bad. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? That was like a little recap of my um birthday. I wish I was I would have known about the event that I DJ like earlier. I would have, you know, let people know like to pull up on me and come check me out, support. But I found out the morning of, so it was the last minute. You know what I mean? I had to come through and pull through. So real, real dope event. Met a lot of people, network, very artsy, very cool. So that was my little weekend recap. That's what's up, man. I dig it. Oh man, but let's let's just let's just talk about this slap and get it out the way, man. Shout out Slapper Valley Will Smith, you know. At first, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. When I heard about the slap and I saw it, I thought it was fake. Then I realized it was real and I was upset with Will Smith because the joke seemed harmless to me. It wasn't that good of a joke. Then I learned about a Jada Pickett Smith situation with alopecia. Ironically, she did post a few days ago that people talk about her hair and she doesn't care. You can say whatever you want. It doesn't hurt her feelings, but obviously it did. And her husband had to defend her honor. 
that was cool. So it's like when I saw the form of the slap, it sounded like a punch because it was so clean. That's off his mic. That was off Chris. Yeah, Mike. exactly. But exactly. But I mean, like the form, the form of the slap it was one of the best slaps I've ever seen in my life. And the follow through was crazy. It looked like a golf swing to me. Exactly. And it was perfect. And I was disappointed in Chris Rock. I wish he would have said something. I know he wasn't going to fight Will Smith. He's a little dude. He's not going to fight Will Smith. I wish he would have said something clever. But hey, he was probably just stunned from getting (laughs) slapped. (laughs) But... Overall, it's funny how people are talking about like, oh, you should be embarrassed and they should take away his Oscar and you set in black people back a hundred years. White people will never respect this now that you slapped another black man. Like if Will Smith never slapped uh, Chris Rock, then black people would have reparations, be rich and all that now. Like, (laughs) get out of here, kick rocks. But I mean, overall, it was entertaining. I don't think it's as big as a deal as everyone's trying to make it seem like now there's like conflict, like, oh, so now when people disrespect black women, do we have to go out commando style and fight everybody? Or can you keep it cool and learn how to talk with people? I don't know. What do you think about it? Is bringing real violence back in the streets? Well, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of like that. Um, I think the world needed to see somebody get slapped because I just feel like we're in a very virtual internet, social media kind of world. And I think it's important for people to know that you can still get slapped up in these streets. And it's and it also shows you be smart, pick easy targets like Chris Rock. <laughs> he can't hurt a fly. But also, even though the joke wasn't that bad, I feel and and even though Jada said it doesn't bother her, you could I think she means like it doesn't bother her when she reads about people saying stuff. I feel like it's a it's different when you make a joke about somebody in their face i've never seen anybody joke on somebody's wife in their face at a public place ever but that happens all the time at award shows i've never seen nobody joke on someone's wife while their husband was there at an award show that happens all the time at award shows like literally that's the history of award shows they bring on comedians they crack jokes on the celebrities they move on I didn't watch the award show because I don't care about award shows, but supposedly Regina Hall made a joke prior making fun of their marriage and people said that joke was worse, but of course that's a woman. Will Smith isn't going to talk about a woman, so I don't know, but like Chris Rock making that G.I. Jane joke, yeah, like I said, Chris Rock is an easy target. He's not Cat Williams. He's not Dave Chappelle. He's not a dangerous comic. He's not going to say anything hot. He's not Jamie Foxx. Like, I feel like out of all the comedians that could have been in that situation, Chris Rock was the best person to slap because he's the one that is the kind of the wimp in a way out of the black comedians, not to disrespect them, but I mean, just physically, no one is intimidated of uh, Chris Rock and not to say people are intimidated by the other people I mentioned, but I just mean like, they're going to snap like, Cat Williams is going to snap. Jamie Foxx is going to snap. Dave Chappelle, like even uh, Kevin Hart. I think he would snap, but like Chris Rock is just, he's easy, man. But no, nah, I just feel like still, like Regina Hall, her joke was kind of more on Will. She was basically like making it seem like 
uh, Will was up for grabs and she was like, I don't remember the joke verbatim, but she was basically like, oh, I mean, Will, it's actually cool like for you to be like on the market. Jada already said that that's cool. Like she basically gave your ass up type of thing. But I just feel like, like I said, of course, I'm just pulling from like, uh, like a weak, you know how human beings, like they think they remember something, but they really don't. But I feel like, like I said, I've never seen, and I'm sure somebody's made fun of Jennifer Aniston or something while her husband was there. But I just feel like I've never seen anyone make a joke about somebody's wife in front of the husband at the award show. <laughs> that literally happens all the time. I don't think I that, that happens. It happens. Don't, you don't, don't watch award shows. I don't either, but it happens a lot. Don't nobody make fun of Beyonce. Yeah, because she's off limits. And she barely comes to award shows. So when she does come, you better treat her with respect. So I just type of people like, but people brought up the joke too that Chris Rock said in 2016 that Jada Pinkett Smith uh, boycotted the Oscars and Chris Rock made a joke like, you boycotted the Oscars? Like (laughs) you wasn't invited anyways. Like he made that joke. So maybe... Will Smith's like, damn, this brother's been making fun of my wife for years. Enough is enough. But to the actual slap, though, man, that joint looked like a PGA golf swing. Like, he pivoted. Perfect. His, his feet pivoted. Like, it was a very, it had form to it. And I'm only disappointed in Chris Rock that he didn't uh, dodge that joint. Like, you got to have more cat-like, you know what I mean, uh, abilities. And, like, kind of, even at the last minute, you should be able to, like, your instincts just kick in to like weave that joint. I wish he would have weaved it. And then at the same time, like, I don't know, like, I, I mean, I still feel like he conducted himself very well, but. Yeah, he did. He did the, uh, but the biblical thing to do, turn the other cheek, you know, don't fight violence. with. But, violence. but also too, can you be, if you're like almost 60 years old, can you be bitched as a man? Of course, we just saw Chris Rock get bitched in front of the world. He definitely got bitched. But he's not that athletically inclined no more. Like, he's old now, kind of. Like, Yeah, but still. I mean, Chris Rock, to do? the story of Chris Rock is you've been getting your ass beat your whole life. First by them white boys. You know, that. You, if you ever saw Everybody Hates Chris, he was mm-hmm. getting his ass beat his whole life to the point where he dropped out of school. He didn't graduate high school. He got his GED. He was tired of getting bullied and abused by the white boys. So if you were easy marked by the white boys, you know, he grew up in Brooklyn. I'm sure he got bullied a lot as a kid in his hood too. So I'm sure he's been used to getting beat up, but he probably thought I'm an adult now. I'm in a safe space. I'm in an award show. How will I get hurt? I made jokes like this for over 20 years, doing stand up, doing stuff at award shows, you know, at public events. I crack jokes. I'm a comedian. I have the right to express myself. And he probably never thought someone would dare hit him, especially at a at the Oscars. So I think and while he was wearing a bow tie. Yeah, so it was he funny. Got slapped he, in a, he, was, he got slapped in a bow tie. He was smiling. He was smiling like a butler and got hit up. Do you think there's a lot of people who got slapped while wearing a bow tie before? Oh, for sure. I'm sure that happens a lot but not on national TV. So that's what made it funny. But <laughs> I think Chris Rock is uh, performing tonight or something in Boston. I saw a picture of him. He was looking sick in the streets, but you know how it is. When you catch a celebrity living regular life, they had never looked the coolest. So, hey man, 
it's cool that Chris Rock got slapped up. Maybe he'll respect people in the future. You sounded like you were mad at Will Smith. You thought he was a buster for doing it at first. Yeah, I was. And then I ended up being mad at Chris Rock for being a buster. Because Why were you? I just, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know why I'm not mad at Will Smith. I will, no, this is what it was. It wasn't really being, it was like, all right, he made a joke. It was whack. You didn't like it. You hit him. I didn't feel like the joke was that strong to slap him. But then I'm like, hey, this is his wife. And then I saw, like I said, the old Oscars joke when he made fun of Jada Pickett Smith again. So he's probably like, this dude's been making fun of my wife for years. He's got to cut it out. I'm going to slap him. So that's when I was like, yeah, Chris Rock, you're a hoe. And then it was cool for uh, Will Smith to win the biggest award at the end and say, yeah, you know, <laughs> I was, I've got this award playing Venus and Serena's daddy. And, you know, he fought about his family. So I'm going to fight about mine. So I was like, dang, that's tight. He's justifying slapping the shit out of Chris Rock. That's cool. He's like so, Tupac when he got stuck in his Bishop character. Yeah, Slapavelli, man. That's why he's Slapavelli the Don. And we yeah. already know Will Smith is legendary for slapping boys. He slapped the white man that tried to kiss him back in the days. Uh, what's that actor's name? I forgot. Anthony Mackie. Tupac. Yeah, Anthony Mackie talked about how Will Smith punched him clean, gave him a right hook at his fifth at Will Smith's 50th birthday party. So we know that Will, Will Smith will get jiggy with you. We'll get jiggy with your face. So, hey, that's when I was like, nah, respect the Will Smith. Chris Rock, you're looking like a killer clown. But, hey, I mean, he's a comedian. That's, it's it's that, not like, what was he going to do? It's not like he had, it's not like he had pokey on him and he could stab Will Smith. And like, <laughs> what was going to happen? It just sucks because summer, Summertime by, Will, by Fresh Prince by Will Smith is such a dope song. And I don't think Chris Rock will ever be able to vibe to it again. That must yeah, suck. So, I mean, hey, Chris Rock, it's okay. Summertime is a great song. I never played myself personally because I have my own things I play for the summertime. But if I hear it, it's not like I'm going to be like, oh, cut that bullshit off. No, nah, it's a classic. But, I mean, Chris Rock, I feel like if it was me, I would have said something slick. Like, I would have eaten the hit because, like, yeah, like I said, I'm not about to start scrapping at an award show not just because of an award show, but I feel like I'm too fresh to fight in a suit, in a tuxedo. I don't feel like I can get the movements I need to. And you look at the size matchup, it's like, how how much does Chris Rock weigh? Like 180? And Will Smith might be like 220, 230? He was going to power bomb that boy if he tried to fight. Because one thing you always know, you can't fight someone that's fully mad and invested. Chris Rock was not upset. So even him getting slapped, that's why I was like, wow, dude, really? Wow, dude, Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. Like, he couldn't believe it. He should have just uh, fell on the ground and acted like he passed out. <laughs> he should have flopped? Yeah, he should have fell on the ground, act like he passed out. I feel like if he was a white guy, they would have did that. No, but that's the thing, though. If If the comedian was a white person... I've seen people say, oh, if the comedian was white, Will Smith wouldn't have slapped him. I don't know about that. We see him slap, slap a white man before, but the white man was trying to kiss him. In this situation, I don't think race had anything to do with it. I just feel like, hey, he's tired. He's seen this guy make fun of his wife more than once at the Oscars again. So he was like, enough's enough. And like I said, I feel like out of all the like 
A-list comedians, Chris Rock is the easiest one to slap up. So it was perfect. Well, I'm just glad that America got to see someone get slapped. Now it is good. You got to bring violence back. You know, violence is good for the community. Not death, but violence. Someone is good to fight sometimes. It's good to slap up. You don't have to shoot. That's good. Less gun talk, more slapping and punching. That's that is positive. I agree with you on that. Bring violence back to America. I almost want to speak in an event, but I feel like the government might get mad at us. Why you think the government's gonna ban you from the dark web? Well, I don't know. For some weird reason, this reminds me of when the dude threw the shoes at George Bush. And where was George W. Bush when he was talking though? He wasn't was he was he in the America? Nah, he was overseas. Yeah, so that's why you you in Opaland. So all right. You and I feel like George track? Bush, George Bush would have dodged that slap because he dodged them shoes like shit. Yeah, but that was 20, 30 feet. I mean, it is different though, because Will Smith walked down on him. What does he think Will Smith was gonna do? And he should have read his face. Does he look happy to walk down or does he look like he wants to hit you? Babe, do you think it would have been better if like Chris Rock saw him and started running? Like, oh, Will, what you doing, boy? I think that uh Will Smith had a poker face, like kind of like a smile, like you don't know what's about to happen. <laughs> Pow, side I tape. Because when he turned around. He was smiling again and fixed his suit and did like a little ditty bop when he walked off. But then he was like, really, dude? But that's when Will Smith got mad. Stop talking about my wife or whatever he said. He, like when he sat down, he was pissed. He wasn't happy. He was looking mad when he was walking down, too. Hey, man, he's reminding everyone he's from Philly and to stop talking shit about him. So Yeah, I don't know. He's from West Philadelphia, right? Where is that? That's the suburbs, right? Because hey, from what I was that. told, they said there's only North Philly and South Philly. West and East Philly are the suburbs, but I don't know. I'm from Virginia. I don't know. I was, I've only been to Philly once, but I definitely was in Philly like a motherfucker, but don't remember. That's okay. Shout out to Will Smith. Shout out to Chris Rock's cheek. Shout out Ishka Bibbles. Shout out Ooze and Oz. Shout out Max's. And shout out D'Alessandro's. Those are my favorite uh, Philly cheesesteak spots. Yeah, you went to all of those places in one day? Well, I was there for a weekend. Oh, okay. Made Thanks. in America. So that's all you did was eat cheesesteaks all weekend? No, I went to Made in America. Oh, what year was that? Um, I don't know, but I saw Juice World. <laughs> that's next. <laughs> I saw Juice World. I saw Uzi. I saw Cardi B. Her performance was amazing. Um, I saw Gucci um i don't remember who else but i'm happy i saw juice world r.i.p so what's up but i had to think about the top slaps of the last 20 years and number one of course is will smith on chris rock number two i had to say you know of course the rick james skit on uh chappelle show when uh rick james played by dave chappelle asked charlie murphy what does the five finger say to the face slap that was excellent nice. And then, of course, just recently, Jawan Howard slapping that white man. When he yeah, was that was young. amazing. Yeah, that was hilarious. Not because he was white, but just to see Jawan Howard slap somebody. Yeah, that was. Hilarious. And people, why, why, why are black men slapping people on, on national, like TV? Don't you know, Jamal? We don't know how to handle our emotions, and we're sensitive because we've been raised mostly by women, so we have, we don't have enough masculine energy we're too that's what they hate that's what i'm hearing the uh conservatives say man 
But oh, whatever. I don't have time for this. <laughs> I don't want to bring out my Black Panther swag right now. Honorable mention. He didn't slap her, but it's just a uh, classic line. Does Wayne Brady have to slap a bitch? Come on, that's iconic. That is iconic. Trying to think of some more. My favorite songs with the word slap in it, Snoop Dogg pimp slapped when he dissed uh, Suge Knight and the new Death Row Records, flawless song. Uh, Oh yeah, Red Man slapped the shit out you. That's a new joint. That's a focus track. Shout out to Reggie Rockstone. He's a Nigerian uh, geek. Ghanaian legend. And he rapped on oh. it. Killed it. Yeah, see, confusion. What about when Bernie Mac was slapping all those people when he got off the train? Oh, that's iconic. Wasn't that from a Chris Rock movie too? Head of State? I don't remember. I think it was Head of State. Name Chris Rock. I feel like Hollywood didn't do uh, Bernie Mac justice. He was too ahead of their time. And shout out the ludicrous slap, slapping the nigga today. Oh no, nah, you don't have to use that one. <laughs> Whoa, you don't like that song? I don't. I don't like that era of ludicrous. Release therapy. That album was. Uh, it was alright. It's the last decent ludicrous album. That's when he was trying to mature. Yeah, I think he won a Grammy for "Shake That Money Maker" with Pharrell. Hey, those drums on that track is tight. I like that yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. He was using those drums a lot. Yeah, that's the drop down. Get your eagle on drums. Yeah, and that's the uh, what's the joint he did with Twister? That girl gonna give it up. Oh no, nah, that was different. <laughs> the video was amazing, but I don't know what they were trying to do. Hey, baby, Twister wanted another girl song, but Kanye was busy. I guess. Yeah, Kanye wasn't rocking with him, so he said, "I'm gonna go to your nemesis." Hey, man. That's funny. But uh, let's talk about my love for football, man. Breaking news, though. Bruce Arian stepping down, getting promoted, and Todd Bowles is going to take over. So salute to Todd Bowles. His second time as a head coach. First time was with the Jets. No one is successful with the Jets, except for Rex Ryan a few times. So I hope Todd Bowles does well. So wait a minute. Bruce Arians got promoted to what? Like, uh, he's going to the front office, like senior advisor, you know, some title. Is that a tight thing to do? Yeah, why not? I get to still run the team without being the coach every day. Of course, that's tight. He smacked the player too, remember? <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, come on, man. Bring slap it back, man. The nigga, th- somebody on Twitter thought he had a heart monitor on his chest. <laughs> I said, why is he slapping somebody with a heart monitor on? I was thinking, like, damn, like, maybe that's why he has the heart monitor. But, um, so I guess, I don't know. That probably doesn't mean anything, right? Tom Brady's still going to be successful? I think so. I hope Todd Bowles doesn't mess it up. (laughs) Because, you know, hey, black coaches don't get many chances. So I hope you do well, brother. He has a pretty good reputation for himself. I don't really... I haven't really found a liking for Todd Bowles, but everybody speaks highly of him. I mean, yeah, he's a nice guy. But, um, yeah, this false love, your false love of football is hilarious to me. You were somebody who hated football. You talked down on the sport. You said you'll never be a fan again. Like, four years ago, you hated American football. What is going on? How did this? How did this new love of football happen? Is it the resurgence of black quarterbacks is it just about the trades or is it because you were able to lose your fandom and uh you got jumped out you got dp 
out of uh w no one they still begging me to come back and support you got dp'd out of httr please this team is dead i didn't get disciplined out of nothing they begging me to come back oh damn you should support the team again fuck out of here i mean you you were a gang member man i seen you with your with your homies throwing up the set a picture of y'all yeah and then and then i gave away all the shit you probably have more redskin shit than me now yeah i actually gave away that book good you don't care no yeah, but let um, me tell you this. The reason why I started liking football again is because I moved to Ellensburg, Washington, and there was nothing to do but watch sports. And then I read an article on the undefeated RIP to that name, and they talked about 2019 is the year of the Black quarterback. It also happened to coincide with the 100th year of the NFL, and they talked about all the Black quarterbacks in the league. So I was like, oh, all right, cool. I think actually that time I bought Madden also for the first time in over a decade. And I just started learning about football again and knowing, oh, who are the cool players? Who are the good teams now? What's going on? I didn't know nothing. It just also happened to be Lamar Jackson's MVP year. So I got to see one of the greatest seasons, individual seasons in football history live in front of my eyes. I didn't know Lamar Jackson was a prodigy and the youngest Heisman winner of all of all time and all that. I didn't know anything about him. So it was just cool to learn his story. I didn't know about Patrick Mahomes, none of that. And Patrick Mahomes happened to win the uh, Super Bowl in that year. So it was just cool to see all this stuff going on. Of course, I was in Washington. I got to see the Midget Mac Bowl between Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson. It was just a lot of cool stuff happening. Deshaun Watson, you know, before his situation got geeked up. I think him and his, that was like his last season with DeAndre Hopkins. So I got to see that. I just had got, I had a chance to see a lot of flavor. So it was fun. And then going into, you know, learning about the sport again, I'm seeing all, oh, I'm getting into the nerdy shit, like roster construction. I like seeing how this year you're seeing teams emphasizing getting a wide receiver like Devontae Adams going to the Raiders Tyreek Hill going to the Chiefs you see how teams are having to decide all right how am I going to build my roster because in basketball it's pretty straightforward you got 13 players on a team you build around your best player in football we know the most important position is quarterback if you don't have your quarterback you don't have nothing so it's interesting to see how teams have to build. And now we understand with quarterbacks making so much money, you have to basically win while a quarterback is on a rookie contract because after he gets paid, then it ain't the same no more. Like, look at the Chiefs. They won with uh, Patrick Mahomes on his rookie contract. Now that he's getting paid, Tyreek Hill said, I'm out. I want to go get paid somewhere else. Russell Wilson, he won the Super Bowl on a rookie contract. When he got paid, the Legion of Doom is dead, Legion Boom. of Doom, and now he's in Denver. So it's interesting to see, like, all right, there's a clock. Like, right now with Miami, Tua is on his rookie deal. They're giving him all the weapons. So if he doesn't work now, <laughs> he's out of there, and then they're going to have to try to struggle and find a quarterback while Tyreek Hill's getting $30 million a year. So I'm just <laughs> interested in the roster construction, Football. Wait, wait, wait. What? 
you see how the position that I've been raving about the last few years is very important now, wide receiver. I mean, it's always been important, but now they're getting paid. But a lot of players, not a lot of players, a lot of teams still say, yeah, you pay a wide receiver all that money. How many people will get rings off that? Because look at Cooper Cup's contract. Look at what the Rams were paying him. Look what the Rams were paying that receiver staff and they won. Look at what the Chiefs were paying. Like, that's my point. Like, now that you're paying a wide receiver, basically old quarterback money, <laughs> you're going to have to win now. Like, that's the reason why Devontae Adams could go to the Raiders because David Carr has, I said David, Derek Carr hasn't gotten paid yet. So now when Derek Carr has to go for a new contract, you got your quarterback and your wide receiver making all that money. How are you going to build the rest of the roster? It's going to be hard. Like, but that I like that type of stuff. Cause Hey, all I play right now is football video games back on the PlayStation two Madden 07 NCAA 07. And that's all I do. I just build teams. So I'm just interested to see how it works because a lot of teams are trying to invest early. Like I said, you have to capitalize on your quarterback on the rookie deal. If you don't have like, look at the charges, Justin Herbert, they said, all right, we getting JC Jackson, we getting Khalil Mack. They just gave Mike Williams a new contract. Like they're trying to win now. So you see, so basically, you know, Jamar Chase is going to, he's leaving. Uh, Once it's time for Joe Burrow to get paid. Yeah, unless they do a homie discount, they say we'll each take a little less than the market to stay together. And maybe they will because they got a great bond since college. Maybe they will try it. But also the Bengals is like they also got T. Higgins. He's probably the one that's going to leave because they can't pay everybody. But And to make your argument about Tom Brady being the GOAT, that is one thing that he has done. He took pay cuts. Yeah, but also he never, like, look at the wide receivers he had. The only superstar wide receiver he had in New England was Randy Moss, and they didn't win. But he won with David Patton, Deion Branch, Troy Brown, Wes Welker, Danny Amendola. He doesn't need superstar wide receivers. That's why it's interesting because we've seen in NFL history, if you have a good quarterback that can catapult your team like Aaron Rodgers, it's not like he played with bums like Donald Driver, Greg Jennings. They were good wide receivers, but it's not like no one was saying, oh, they're like top five wide receivers in the NFL. But I think look at the Broncos, for example, when they won, Peyton Manning was probably him and Brock Oswald were the worst starting quarterbacks in the NFL. But they won with that great defense, even though they had like Emmanuel Sanders, Demarius Thomas, Eric Decker. Yeah, Eric Decker, they won because of their defense. So that's why it's interesting to see that all these teams are paying wide receivers big money now. <laughs> Let's see how, how this works because NFL history says if you pay a wide receiver all that money, it's not that smart. Like, look at where the Chiefs got Tyreek Hill as a fifth-round pick. They didn't have to what, – what draft pick was Cooper Cup? And he just got the triple crown. Let me look it up because that's, that's the point. It's like – now teams are paying wide receivers, but history says, like Cooper Cup, third-round pick. What about your boy Devontae Adams? I bet he wasn't a high draft pick. He was a second-round pick. So that's what we see. It's like 
wide receiver is so deep. You don't have to pay a wide receiver that much money historically, but now they are. So let's see what happens. Your man, Steve Smith, senior, third round pick. So it's going to be interesting to see how this evolves. Do you think that the trades in the way that um, like the NFL trades are happening and how players are um, asking to like leave, do you think that has anything to do with like the NBA contracts in the last decade? I don't think it has to do with the contracts. It just has to do with players realizing, hey, we don't have to sit at a place our whole career and waste away. We can make moves and try to do something. The salary cap is the salary cap. You can only make what teams are willing to pay you. And every team is going to look at the precedent of what is the pay range for this position? And do we feel like you're elite that we should make you the highest paid or among the highest paid at your position. So of course, I think like Tom Brady is kind of the beginning of it because none of this stuff was happening before Tom Brady, but the difference was he was a free agent and went to Tampa Bay. Then we see Matt Stafford, Detroit was like, hey, we ready to move on. Matt Stafford was like, I'm ready to move on. So they agreed, they trade him to the Rams. He wins the Super Bowl. So people see that now people want to move like Seattle. They were like Russell Wilson. We don't want to pay him 45, 50 million dollars a year. We don't think he's that good. So they're willing to trade him to Denver. Like uh, it's more so teams are deciding like the same thing. Tyreek Hill, the Chiefs were willing to pay him a certain amount when he said he wants more. Hey, we'll take the draft picks. That's a good point. The same thing uh, with the Packers. They said, hey, Devontae Adams, we're willing to give you this contract. He's like, nah, I'd rather go to Las Vegas to play with my friend. Okay, we'll take the draft picks. That's a good point about uh, Stafford and Brady. They both left and won a Super Bowl right after. Yeah. I, I wonder if Russell's obviously uh, hoping for the same thing. <laughs> and and I noticed that the AFC West, like you said, they got Khalil Mack for a reason. And then um, the Broncos got the – the Cowboys dude, I forgot his name because he plays for the Cowboys, but um, they got the Cowboys dude on their defensive line. Yeah, and Randy Gregory and the Raiders got Chandler Jones. Like, are they coming for um, up? Are they coming for uh, Russell Wilson and uh, Patrick Mahomes head top? I mean, yeah, that's the goal, but we'll see what happens with Russell Wilson because some people are saying he's washed up because he doesn't run as much as he used to, and he always burns out in the second half of the season. I don't know why, but, hey, we about to find out in that altitude. He's getting a little chubby, too, it looks like. Uh, you think Sierra's feeding him too good? She's giving him that Atlanta diet. <laughs> but another reason why I love football is I don't know anything about the sport, so there's so much to learn. Like, even today, I was watching The Pivot, podcast with Jalen. this is Ray. all fake by the way ladies and gentlemen he'll, he's gonna hate football within the next two years and nah. like, and love soccer way more than it basketball and soccer will always be my favorite sport my favorite sports those are the best sports to watch because they're the most aesthetically pleasing they're just beautiful games football is the most fun sport because of the league structure it's only 17 games it's physical like i said bring violence back we need violence. We need football to exist. CTE, it's bad, but hey, it's also entertaining. I can't lie. 
but one thing that I learned today was like um, Ryan Clark was trying to talk about, uh, he asked Jalen Ramsey, what are your top five cornerbacks? And I think Jalen Ramsey was like, Trayvon Diggs plays in phase, and that's why he gets cooked a lot, but he gets a lot of picks. And Jalen Ramsey, he says he plays out of phase. And I didn't understand that. Do you know what that means? No, I haven't played football since 2008. Yeah, see? So basically they're saying in phase means you read the ball and you're staying on the wide receiver's hip. And out of phase means you're reading the eyes and hands of the receiver and using your instincts. Do I know if it's true or not? I don't know. And you need to put respect on Jalen Ramsey's name. You be trying to dog him like he's not a beast. I don't know football, so I don't know. You, Anyways, you, always, mention, you always mention he gets cooked and like he's... Who, Jalen Ramsey? Yeah, like he's washed. I've said that before? Yeah, you said it like a week or two ago. Well, see. I oh, yeah, when we were talking about the ACC, football. when we were talking about the ACC having stars, and I told you I named Jalen Ramsey as one of their stars. I told you, because I said the ACC to me, obviously isn't as good as the SEC, Big 12, or Big 10, but the ACC is where, like, a lot of stars come from that they cook off on teams that might not be, like, powerhouses. And I used Jalen Ramsey as an example. And he was like, oh, he's not a star. He gets cooked every week. Yeah, I think I said more so he's, like, he got drafted in 2016. I was talking about, like, the last five years. But only stars you could talk about from the ACC was Lamar Jackson, Jalen Ramsey, and Aaron Donald in the no, last it was 10 more. years. I mean, stars, like they're stars. Oh, yeah, and uh, Deshaun Watson. They're stars at their college. They might. I'm not necessarily saying they're like a superstar in the NFL. but yeah, See, I don't care about college. Everybody's a star in college. And then no. that's what I'm talking about. No, what I'm saying is, it's like, uh, and on an SEC team, there's like a bunch of them on that team. But on an ACC team, there's like always like a dude who could play in the SEC or the Big 12 or the Big 10. And he's like the best player on that team. That's to me, that's what the ACC is. Like, even like I said, Julius Peppers, who played for North Carolina, that's like I mean, that's like 20 years ago. It doesn't matter. We talk about what the con- what the conference is known for, period. Like. But I'm the conference, about- but the ACC is not known for you, you. That's my point. That's where we disconnect. You talking about the history of the conference? I'm talking about what have they been doing the last five years? And that doesn't matter. Five years. How's that? That's not history. Mark Jackson. But the last five years isn't history. But whatever. Yeah, that's my point, though. I'm talking. Yeah, I've, I haven't cared about football until the last two years ago, three years ago. So why do I care about what happened in 2016? In 2004, when I was in middle school, talking about Julius Peppers, please. Even We're talking um, about new stuff. Yeah, whatever. Even Luke Keekley went to an ACC school. Who? He was Luke Keekley. He was one of the best linebackers in the, of the, of the 2010s. See, I, I missed that. I don't know who that is. He got drafted in 2012. He played for the Panthers. The white dude for the Panthers. The linebacker. He was like one of the best in the league, top five. I didn't watch that Super Bowl. The last the- 10 years, the only Super Bowls I watched is last the last two years. And yeah, when I watched the Seahawks lose to the uh Patriots at your mom's old crib. That's it. I've only watched three Super Bowls in the last 10 years. 
and you expect me to know Luke Keekley? I'm just saying Luke Keekley, Calvin Johnson, Cam Chancellor, all Luke went Calvin to Calvin Johnson, that's middle school again. All went to ACC schools. The hell? Period. And like I said, Aaron Donald. Bringing up middle school niggas, man. Yeah, but there'd be a lot of people like, um, what's China Food's name? China Food, the running back. I don't know. The fat boy who played running back for the Packers. No clue. Damn, I, um, I can't think of his name. He went to an SEC school. There's a bunch of Amari uh, Cooper, SEC school. A bunch of people who come out the SEC don't even be all that. You told me Amari Cooper was good last week. I'm just saying he ain't no damn Luke. He ain't no damn Luke Keekley. Eddie Lacy is his name. Be a bunch of those niggas coming out of those SEC powerhouses while the ACC be having like the players that be all pro in the NFL. That doesn't make sense. You're using one bus to compare like every conference has bus. Every conference has good players. Look at like, I don't know. What is the NFL? Did they do a list of the top? 100 players in the league yet i don't know let's see and let's look at what conference just the top 10 let's look at 2021 because i don't think they've done 2022 yet all right patrick mahomes big 12 aaron donald acc aaron Rodgers, pac 12 uh derrick henry sec Devonte adams West, uh, what the whack, uh, Tom Brady, Big Ten. Let me see, Travis Kelsey. I don't even know where he went to school. Did he go to to like Cincinnati? Yeah, Cincinnati, the Mac or something. That's my point. Is like good players come everywhere, but you're making it seem like more busts come out of the SEC. Busts come out of everywhere. Josh Allen went to Wyoming, so yeah, you can find talent anywhere. DeAndre Hopkins was um in that list. Yeah, and Tyreek Hill went to West Alabama. I'm just saying DeAndre Hopkins ACC. Yeah, and Tyreek Hill West Alabama. People are everywhere. That was my point. It's like yeah, I don't the ACC though. If you look on average where the star players come from, I don't think it's majority of the ACC. It's gonna be the SEC, then maybe Big Ten, Pac-12. Then the ACC, uh, what's the other small? No, the Big East is dead. Yeah, it's just Power Five. So out of the Power Five, the ACC is the weakest. Now I'm just saying they don't produce stars. I'm just saying you were saying, making it seem like the ACC is dead, like they're out of here. They're straight trash. And I was basically just they like, are dead. Know. They don't have the only power school they used to have is Clemson, but they're mixed right now because Dabo Sweeney doesn't like it that kids are getting paid. And if you're not done with kids getting paid, then you ain't going to get superstars no more. That's yeah. why the ACC is dead. They used to, they're just a one-team conference historically. It used to be a Florida State, and then Clemson took over. Now it's like I had to look up who won the ACC last year. It was like Pittsburgh or something. Yeah, like, Pittsburgh took over. <laughs> took over, please. That's what I'm saying. It's cooked. But, oh, yeah, another reason why I love football, because, like I said, the season structure, regular season from September ends in December. You got the playoffs from January to February. Then you have the senior day. I say senior to senior bowl. Then you have the combine and free agency. Then the draft is like perfectly structured. 
to always keep your interest. And there's always something interesting to talk about on like basketball, 82 games. No one cares until April, the playoffs. Baseball, you know, no one cares. Yeah, nobody gives a goddamn. Nigga, you, you, I just. Soccer, you know, that's my jam. My you team, know, I get, I, I get kind of coming around, but we'll see what happens. I get shocked every time I see what a bat flip is and why that's a problem. Because it's the white sport. They don't want swag around. That's not even, it's not even swag. It's literally just throwing the bat. Nah, they think that swag is showing up your opponent. By throwing the bat on the ground? Yeah. What are you supposed to do? Drop the bat and run. Don't walk down and flip it and try to be cool for the camera. They don't like that swag. Dog, it's such a light gesture for that to be. I swear, if I was in the MLB and a pitcher threw a, a pitch at my head because I just threw the bat, a certain way I, it's gonna be worse than will smith man it happens all the time people fight that's yeah but they don't hit the pitcher with the bat i'm cracking his head with the bat if you throw the ball at my head because i flipped a goddamn bat i need to see more pitchers get cracked in the head with a bat for some shit like that well you crack someone with a bat you going to jail boy <laughs> so what nigga they get like 300 million dollar contracts yeah if, so you were going to wait till you get $300 million before you hit somebody in the head. Hey, man, all I know is... Yeah. All I know is the pitcher, you better watch out if I'm if I'm batting. But you're okay. not. You never will. You're losing to, to a young ladies in basketball <laughs> shooting contests. You think I expect you to hit somebody with a baseball bat, you'll swing and miss. She'll smoke you too. Yeah, whatever. I bet you. I guarantee I put money on it. You're a football player. Of course, you're going to lose to a shooting contest to a young lady. Hey, like I said, she'll smoke you too. We can put money on it. She ain't so, yeah, I'll put a thousand on it. I ain't losing. All right. I'm dead serious. She'll smoke you, dog. I'm just letting you know. Hey, I'm not you, brother, man. All right, we'll see. Let's talk about the Negro album. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, how, how come uh, old white quarterbacks always want to go to the Colts? Are they trying to restore the feeling? Nah, because the Colts have a good roster and they have a coach people like. So let's try to win in a weak division. The division is trash. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, it's an easy division to win. Tennessee, are you scared of Ryan Tannehill? No. No. Jacksonville's dead. Houston's dead. So, yeah, why not? Yeah, Phillip Rivers tried. Now Matt Ryan's trying. That makes sense. Yeah, so, and I've been to Indianapolis. It's a good place for whites. Everywhere. We already established that white people can have fun in any city in America. That's true. Is This is their land, doggy dog. Yeah. But let's talk about Nego, man. This is his third studio album. I didn't even know he made music like that before. Before he was on his like producer DJ swag. We know he's a member of uh, Teriyaki Boys. He's the DJ. Seems like Steven Victor, the head of Victor Victor, you know, Pusha T's manager pop smoke r.i.p he was signed to the label that's why he was on the album yeah and also you know he's in the crew if you're if you think you're a fashion forward rapper and you weren't on this album i'm sure you're crushed and i'm talking specifically about young thug playboy cardi and future nigga pharrell didn't want you sorry i don't think cardi wanted to be on the album i think he did he wants to be in all the fashion people. 
I feel like they only respect New York uh, fashionistas because Gunner was the only Southern one on there. Well, because I don't mean, you know, the stereotype is that Southern people aren't flat. They just go to the mall and buy the most expensive stuff. But Gunner has, you know, he's artful with his style. So that's why he's good. I mean, and he's the drip lord. So, yeah, it's right. And Rihanna copied him. So exactly. So that lets you know he's flat. So he's the man. And if you notice, he's the only he's the only rapper that got to rap with Pharrell. So that lets you know Pharrell really likes him. Even though I feel like they could have rapped on something better. Even though I like the song, it's not bad. The beat's kind of unorthodox with their flow. But I like the song. It's not a bad song. Functional Addict is what we're talking about. Yeah, we're going to go through the album. The Lost and Found Freestyle, the intro, Tyler and Rocky rapping over Slim Thug beats. Dope. I was so excited when I first heard that Three Kings beat yeah rock and then i'm not gonna lie i feel like the way uh tyler rapped on the um you the boss beat kind of made me respect the beat more like I, I never thought the beat was whack but he rapped on it in a dope way his flow i'm talking about not some of the things he said but he rapped on it in a dope way dope way that he i don't know he just he highlighted that beat to me yeah it was interesting when rocky said motherfucker mumble rapper i'd rather be a mogul when he signed the King Mumble rapper Playboy Cardi. I don't know if he's dissing his own artist or what, because nobody ever called ASAP Rocky a mumble rapper. That is, was interesting. Is Playboy Cardi still signed to him? Yes. Oh, wow. Dope, dope, dope for both of them, I guess. And I like Tyler when he said, y'all go to Aviani and y'all got a lease in that bitch. <laughs> he's letting you know, you rappers, silly. You guys are getting jewelry on layaway <laughs> i paid yeah. straight cash homie yeah that's what about the other line he said what other line about um guys doing stuff to him and then kissing their girlfriend i missed that one. Oh wow yep he said that or what he was saying niggas are on my dick and kiss their girlfriend i don't think he was talking like guys he didn't say on my dick so find the lyrics then I thought you said you were going to be a professional and write lyrics down. I wrote down the lyrics that intrigued me. Well, I have a bar that intrigued me that Rocky said. I'll get to the other one. I like when he said, see, I'm a pretty boy manicures with, with the rollers. I don't know. I just thought that was jiggy because I know uh, ASAP Rocky likes to wear perms. Yeah, that's good. But um, yeah, Tyler, the creator. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to highlight it, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, he said. Uh, yeah, I don't want to highlight it, but you brought it up, freak boy. <laughs> no, nah, I don't. I just, I don't know. It caught me off guard. It reminded me of his uh, funk flex uh, freestyle, basically. True. If you know anything about that freestyle, it was kind of on that type of. Yeah, that's uh, an iconic freestyle. Number. Yeah, two, I'm not repeating. I'm not repeating the lyrics, but yeah. All right. So I guess you cool. missed. Guess you missed that one. Yep, went over my head. Number two, Aria, reference to a character from Game of Thrones. This is a cool song, regular ASAP Rocky song. I like that's actually one of my favorite beats on the album. Yeah, it's a nice beat. Think Rocky, his man, uh Hector Delgado, and a couple other people did that. Uh let me see if I can find the credits. So Nigo actually produces too? No. Mm. 
He just DJ Khaled's it? Yeah. Let me see the producers of this. ASAP Rocky, Weston Weiss, Hector Delgado, and Carter Lang for Aria. Track three, Punch Bowl. Your second favorite song. By the Neptunes, The Clips. Your second favorite song. Not my favorite song. Oh, I thought uh, Hear Me Clearly would be your favorite song. That's number two. Oh, I got him. I got him backwards then. Yeah, you know. I, my favorite line on this song was when No Malice said, flip my wig like I was Dudas. Because if you don't know about who Dudas is, then you should read up on him. He's a legend. Christopher Dudas Coke is one of the greatest Jamaican drug lords and kingpins of all time. And I think it was 2011, he got caught by the police. He was dressed like a woman riding a wig trying to <laughs> and they caught him in traffic so when uh no malice said flip my wig like i was dead i was like whoa he knows that stuff but it's funny to hear uh drug rappers or street rappers reference drug lords in the streets because i learned about frank matthews for example from casino balling like i'm frank matthews I like that Malice said my chingo bling meet No me Malice, me. no Malice, please. I like how No Malice says my chingo bling meet me in Dallas. Yeah, come on, man. He's, he knows how it is in Texas. His, uh, yeah. His Mexican I, connect meets him at Dallas Airport. Mm -hmm. Why does he want to go to Dallas? Because Pusha T lives around here? Because, uh, no, because that is the international airport in the area. So mm. if your homie's coming from out of town in Mexico, you're gonna meet him at Dallas. There's, there's, you've lived in Richmond. What's the international airport over there? There's none. You gotta go to Dallas. What about Reagan? It's too hot. That's an American airport. We talk. Dallas is the international airport. Reagan is where you go to if you're going in, you know, inside the country. Oh, you're right. I did fly out of Dallas when I. Um... Oh, no, I didn't. I flew out of uh, BWI, which is also international, to your yeah, point. There you go. Also, if you don't know about Dudas, he, like I said, he ran the shower posse, and they got that name because they were legendary for showering bullets, and his dad is Jim Brown, who used to run the shower oh, yeah. posse, and I his dad him. allegedly tried to pop Bob Marley. So yeah. That's, that's how I know about. that's real shot to stuff you know yeah that's how i know about the shower posse and i remember jim brown from uh the bob marley documentary yeah, I watched. so that was great uh functional addict i like the song yeah the beat is geeky but i like pharrell's flow at first i didn't like how gunna was trying to follow up but i fuck with how he was moving on the joint me too and i like the bridge functional addict when the beat changes and i like the girl in the background saying hey Fuck yeah, it up. That's cool. Hey, fuck it up. And I like when Pharrell said, got the vaccine because you niggas is very that's a good way to talk about biters. Yeah, yeah, that is. Track five through seven is kind of the weak point of the album. I respect the songs, but eh. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Kid definitely... Cuddy, Teriyaki Boys, ASAP Ferg. Eh. Even though I like Kid Cuddy's concept of the song, how he wants to sleep peaceful and <laughs> You know, he wants to have a nice life. I like that Cuddy has, hasn't been so depressing lately. Yeah, he's not depressed anymore. That's beautiful. 
more tonight sounds like a Japanese J Balvin Bad Bunny song. But yeah, it's cool. It is what it is. And then yeah. Paper Plates is not that bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, hear me clearly. That's my jam. My line on that is kilogram kickstarter push a brick harder left my elbow in the ri- in the pot a la vince, vince carter carter yeah lovely. hold you on who did he bite that hair. hook from what fuck all these fairy tales the biggest who said that <laughs> i don't know somebody said that before hey hear me clear if y'all fear me just Bobby say y'all gonna do me. research i don't know fuck all these fairy tales no i don't clue. know what else? Oh yeah, remember Pop Smoke? I like when he said, "You little nigga, you shucking and jiving." I was like, "Whoa, he's twenty years old and he knows about shucking and jiving." That's old school. That's actually um my favorite song on the album. Yeah, it's a good song. It's quick, but you know, it's a nice joint. I was very um excited, like just like because I didn't really look at the track list while I was listening to it. So when it popped up on me like that, it just it just brought like kind of like energy to me and um that's my favorite shit i love the way he's flowing on that joint and um i like how he says um why these niggas mad because i got money now you want that money and then i just i don't know his flow is just dope on it it makes me miss pop smoke a lot yeah man legend gone too soon and the song should have been longer i mean that's all they had heavy the next song a little uzi i don't like that song that's my jam. I like that joint. I just watched the video for it. <laughs> that joint was pretty cool. I don't like, like him on a drill beat. Nah, he's good on drill beats. I like it. It was interesting when he said he spent 500000 at Starlets. I'm like, man, spending that much at a strip club? Do they even get fully naked in New York? Yeah, that's a weird strip club to do that. You should go to Houston or like <laughs> King, of, King of Diamonds if that's even cool anymore. Hey, he's from Philly, so I'm sure he likes being in the Northeast, so. But, hey, I like the song. The video is cool. It's funny to see uh, they're at Jacob the Jeweler's store. It's Nego, Uzi, Rocky, Steven Victor. They balling, having fun. It was funny to see Nego stunting with them, swagging. They got all the chains on, looking at nice watches and all that. Cool video. And then the outro, come on, let's go. Tyler, you know, produced by Pharrell. It's a cool song. It's cool. The video, I haven't seen it yet. And there's a video for Hear Me Clearly that just came out today. I got to check that out. But overall, the album was good. I bought it. So, you know, it gets the Dan stamp of approval. Yes, guys, I still buy music. But I like it. It's all right to me. I would give it a three and a half out of five. I'll give it a three. To me, it's not bad, but it's, I don't know. It's not, it's okay. And I just wish, I mean, I could see they kept it like in their new kind of rap family, but, and cause all the, the other swag Lords are kind of like in a different place. Like Lupe's in a different place. Kanye's in a different place. He's not going to get on anyone else's album. I mean, Kanye I made one of the, he's one of the producers on hear me clearly. So he contributes. You know what I'm saying? I just I just wish it could have been like if they could have gave us like an everyone knows part two, like that would have been cool. Um, but all those, I mean, I don't know. But I just feel like there is mainly Rocky, um, Tyler, and of course, like Ferg, Uzi, you know, he's gonna be on it. I don't know. I can't necessarily think of 
any rappers that I would want to be on it. So I probably should just shut up. But I wish there was more, like a few more features of other people. But hey, they gave us pop smoke, so I can't complain. And no malice pulled up. I mean, what can I say? Yeah, it's a good album. I don't think anybody else fits the aesthetic. It's basically does Pharrell and Nigo like you? If they don't like you, you ain't gonna be on this joint. So. And it's I don't know. It's okay album. Like it's a it's obviously. This, would you consider this a compilation? Yeah, it's a compilation. And I feel like it's just kind of, I don't know, all over the place in the beats. I don't know, man. I mean, everybody has to grow, so I can't expect the same airy Neptunes sounding beats. So, yeah, I don't know. 20 plus years ago, move on. So, for Pharrell and the Neptunes did most of these beats, right? Yep. I don't know if I really like Trap Neptunes that much. You said Trap Neptunes? Uh, it's, just, it's a close well new era like keeping up with the kids neptunes yeah how many beats do you think they made on this they made paper plates right yeah that sounds like a beat that they would do for asap yeah that's the um, asap ferg beat um what's the other oh yeah aria that was a dope that was a pretty cool beat Can't yeah they didn't do that beat um, yeah, that's one of the beats I like. Um, Functional Attic was kind of weird, but it's not bad. That's a Pharrell beat. Punch Bowl is Neptunes. Uh, <laughs> Wanted Bad is Pharrell. The Teriyaki Boys song is Pharrell. Um, Paper Plates is Pharrell. Who did Heavy? Drill People. Axel Beats, Q Beats, and uh, Uzi's man, Brandon Finessen. Punchbowl is cool, but... And then Pharrell does him and Tyler do the outro. Punchbowl is cool, but they're rapping so old. Yeah, I know you don't like that song because their flow. No, I actually do like it. It's it's not a bad song, but, like, them niggas rap. I mean, I guess because they are old, but they rap like they're old. Yeah, they take their time. You want them to rap fast on that beat? No, but they used to have cooler flows on their other on their older albums. Yeah, and they had cooler beats. That beat Punchbowl is more laid back and relaxed. Yeah, I don't know. This album is cool, but and I listen to it a lot. Like I listen to it at least like five times. I like working out to it, but I don't. It's just not. It's not all that to me. I expect more from uh, Pharrell and the clips and. I can't really say I expect so much more from Rocky and Tyler, but they did their thing, so I can't really complain about them. But it's just like, eh. hmm. J. Cole announced that tomorrow he's dropping a mixtape with his label called D-Day, a Gangsta Grills mixtape. Dang, Gangsta Grills is coming back. Salute. So he's about to let J.I.D. go crazy on this album, basically. Yeah, J.I.D., Earth Gang, Kaz, all the rappers. He'll probably pull up a couple times. You think he's going to let Ari Lennox pull up? Eh, probably not. This is rap yeah. stuff. Gangsta Grills, maybe she'll be on, on a hook or something. That's interesting. <laughs> you don't want that? I mean, I don't know. I mean, and uh, do I mean, I don't know, you might want to save this for another time, but I was going to ask you a quick how you felt about two peas in a pot. Dope project. 
I, like I didn't Sean House. He's a dope producer. I didn't expect them to be so pimpy on this. They were pimping. It's called two peas in a pod. They're both pimps. Two peas, right? Two peas. They were pimping their ass off. They even had Gorgeous Dre from Phoenix on a uh, mm-hmm. the, one of the pimps from American Gangster. I think that was him on the outro. Was CeeLo happy to be with them? He was happy on that hook. Yeah, and uh, and Jay Worthy was uh, I don't I don't want to misquote, but it sounded like he was gangbanging a lot on this album. Yeah, he's a pyro. You didn't know that. Is he a, is he black? No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but what? he's a pyro, so he he's down with the game, literally. So he can say whatever he wants. Yeah, he says the n word. What are you gonna do about it? His gang lets him say it. Yeah, I didn't know that he was a. Uh, I thought didn't he know he was a like, Bompton pyro. No, nah, I thought he was just a like a like a nice guy. I didn't know he was a. Uh, Wait a minute. It says he was okay. That just must be where he was born. Yeah, in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Then he came down to Bompton. Hmm. Whoa. Hmm. He said, hmm. Yeah, he's from Vancouver originally. That's the west coast of Canada. And then he moved down to Compton when he was hmm. 17 and, you know, started banging the set. There's old videos of him back in the day with Kendrick and stuff in the hood. And you like um Jay Worthy a lot, right? Yeah, that's my boy. So he's he's Indian. Yeah, man. Hmm, you love Indian rappers. That's what's up. Yeah, Navraj is my brother. I'm looking for you, man. But I like this project. We can break it down in depth next week. And I like yeah, Buddy's yeah. album too. The beats were foolish on two peas in the pot. Yeah, shout out Sean House. And I heard, I heard some of uh, Lotto's album. It was uh, it was pretty good. It wasn't bad. Word. I listened to Buddy's album. That joint was dope too. This might have been my favorite weekend of music between Buddy's album, Nigo's album, and the Jay Worthy and Larry June album, because all the albums were like 30, 31 minutes. Good beats, good music. I enjoyed all three. I got to give Key Glock's album another try. He has 30 songs on it. Yeah, I'm cool. And um, I just, you know, I don't... Shout out to him. I hope he can grow a little bit more as an artist with this flow. But, um, you know, it was Key Glock stuff. Yeah, you're a DJ, so you got to listen to all the hip stuff. I'm lucky I don't have to. I'm definitely checking out the Buddy album, though, because he gives me a lot of vibey music that I can play. Yeah, he's dope. And uh, my favorite song on there is probably Ain't Fair, produced by Organized Noise. Dope. I'm glad somebody tapped in with them. Yeah, you know, only the soulful people fool them. Like Earth Gang had them on their album. Of course they did. (laughs) Yeah, man. But uh, you got any retractions before we close? Damn. I thought I did have one. Forgot what it was. I'm trying to think. I don't know. No, I don't have any that off the top of my head. I got like, one. I got to apologize to the president again. Nana Kufuado. Last episode of The Last Dan. I was, I implied you steal money. I don't know if you steal money. I just got to say I'm sorry again, brother. I like your glasses. So you ain't got nothing to apologize. Oh, yeah. I do have a retraction. Um, go. I actually... Forgot to write them down, so that's why I forgot. But in my New York honorable mention, I foolishly 
uh, forgot to mention Public Enemy. Yeah. When I when I was after we a thousand our, people you can mention. Did you say Run DMC? I think I did. Cause I had LL Cool J in there. Yeah. That's good. But Public Enemy is they almost could be in the top five. Nah. Yeah, you can. Nah. Public Enemy's important, man. Yeah, they're not top but of five course, in New York. They're top of, five Long Island. But of course, you uh, youngsters don't know about that. Nah, full Public Enemy. That's one of the first CDs I bought as a kid, but a lot of people have passed, and that's what music is supposed to happen. You evolve, and people get better, and people make bigger impacts and make better music for longer periods of time. But Public Enemy definitely made an impact. Do you think there, besides Rocky, are there any more like fly rappers? What do you mean? Like, I don't know. I just feel like in the 2000s, Lupe was kind of like a fly dude. You rapped about SBs and stuff. You had Kanye, you had Clips. Um, Currency was kind of like a fly, fashionable rapper who rapped about fashion. Are there any more like fashion rappers? Do you think there was ever a time where there was fashion rappers? I'm just making up stuff. I mean, fashion is an element of hip hop. It's always been involved with people talking about designer brands, different labels, watch people's music videos, different photo shoots, album covers, magazine covers. Fashion has always been a part of rap, so. But now it's, I guess, because everybody's designed up. It's yeah, everybody kinda... has a stylist, so. It's yeah. Not like people have their own individual fashion anymore, except for certain people. And everyone knows about designer brands more than they did before. Yeah, and, and rap and fashion are in cahoots more than ever. You had Virgil, R.I.P., running lv like i was listening to the in my mind gangster grills like pharrell talks about having a deal with lv back then mm-hmm. kanye of course with yeezy like everybody's doing stuff two chains had a deal with uh versace and i think adidas like how many rappers have adidas deals asap ferg had one of course pharrell like so rappers are more involved with fashion so it's like Everyone talks about like Future talks about Poochie and Marnie all the time. I think he has deals with them actually. That's why he says their name all the time. So it's like everyone is connected with fashion. So I can't really say who's a fashion rapper if everyone's doing it, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. It's yeah, like, because I, I remember when uh, Pusha T said his shorts were Bermuda, you would think they were Poochie if you overlooked Medusa. Yeah, see? So I mean, I think back then, in the like 2000s, maybe not everybody was hip, like you said, but hey, the internet, I mean, that's why people are called hype beasts. Hype beasts taught everybody, hey, this is the cool stuff. Hey, Supreme. Hey, this is cool, guys. Everything. So that's what it is. And like I said, everyone has a stylist, so everyone's looking the same. So the real difference is who's not a fashion rapper? Fashion, certain like streetwear and all that stuff isn't underground anymore, like the rappers were. Yeah, exactly. And everybody like is in the high fashion. So the street brands aren't able to get the same traction as they used to. Like 
there's no 10B posting mixtapes. I mean, mixtapes in general are actually dead, so. Yeah, LR, even though LRG was more mainstream, they were even hosting mixtapes. Yeah, so it's like rap and fashion has always been together, like, and art has always been together. Like, you listen to how in the 80s you had the punk clubs and rappers would go there and then there'd be rappers like at art galleries and different artists like John Michelle Basquiat and all these guys, the graffiti artists, they were all like hanging out downtown. So like hip hop culture has always been around art and fashion. So it's like even Dapper Dan, you know, one of the OG fashion designers, he was designing for everybody. Like fashion's always been a part of rap. It's just now, like you said, everybody is kind of just following the same information on Instagram. So unless you plugged in with a designer or a brand and you can get exclusive stuff, it's like everybody looks like a mannequin. So that's why rappers like to say, I don't have a stylist because they know everybody else does. I wish Pharrell uh, worked with Currency. I think he did before. Because Currency ripped that um, Rockstar beat. No, it wasn't Rockstar. It was, um, fuck, I forgot what it's called. God damn it. The N-E-R-D beat. Damn it, I can't even think of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> what is that song called? It goes down, 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 down. And the joint on um, Super Tech Mobile. Mm. Super Tecmo flow. Too, oh yeah, Pharrell did a currency song 2012 Chasing Paper off the Stone Immaculate. So I was about to say yeah, he did get a Pharrell beat before. Not Neptunes, but a Pharrell beat. Yeah. Damn it, I wish I knew what that um NERD beat was. Isn't it? Uh dang it. I'm gonna find it. Nerd. Uh, lap dance. Yeah, lap dance. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It would be dope. But once again, they don't have that sound anymore. So. <laughs> yeah, man. Tell Currency you should have been nicer in 2005. <laughs> Sorry, doggy dog. If you missed their prime, you should have been there when they were in their prime. It's all good. But we in our prime and we're going to continue to get better. Shopasu convos. We out. Big clothes, baggy stuff, Soldier Boy 08 swag. You already know what it is. You.